0: Today's message, I want to say this to you, that it is a message, I believe, it's just to alert us, it's to awaken our hearts to the moment in which we live. Uh, I know that sometimes you watch television, or you see the news, or you hear the news, and I know that we've had a terrible week of suffering, a terrible, a terrible year of suffering and heartache and distress and those kinds of things. So this morning's message is not any, type, any anything to condemn. It is to help us to see what is happening in this hour and what God wants of us and how we can approve ourselves uh, to be the minister that he wants us to be. So the title of the message today is Approving Ourselves. And um, does the church believe that sometimes we fall short of what God wants for us? Does the church agree to that this morning? If you agree to that, then you'll be with me in this message that God has laid on my heart. And I believe that it's really something that he was working with me on as I... As we traveled the, uh, all these hundreds of miles, you know, then just quietly traveling and, um, and meditating on the good things of God and meditating on the things that have transpired this year, uh then God began to speak to my heart. So this is what the message is about. So I preach it to myself, and i let you hear. Approving ourselves unto God. You know, if we if we agree today that we really need to be about the Father's business, if there is ever a day that we need to call ourselves Christian and to live the Christ-like life, it's this very day as we see the things that are going on in our society. So the message is about one's self. It's about myself. It's about yourself. It's about where are we in God in this moment of trouble and tribulation? And are we aware that God is moving still in the lives of his people today? And there's awakening coming to the body of Christ. And so Bible tells us that, you know, he has shown us to, and he's asked us to be a witness of who he is. And I believe that uh, Christianity at large is kind of lulled into, uh uh I don't know the word. I don't want to say sleep because they're wide awake. But the pleasures of this world has taken over in the society of Christianity. And it's more about entertainment and it's more about the edifice and it's more about those things. And it is about just bowing in the presence of God and worshiping him. And I love it. You know, I look out here. We are a few in number. But I see that we, the, the hearts that are gathered here today love God, worship God. And I want God to awaken us to the power of his presence for this hour. And I want us to approve ourselves unto God. It's something that we have to strive for. We never reach perfection, but it's something that we have to say, oh, I I see I need to work on that. I see I need to grow in that. And so that's what the message is about today, getting down to business for God. When we have things in the flesh that we want to do, buy a house, buy a car, go someplace, get a new job, get new clothes, when we get down to business, we shop, we do what we have to do to have what we want. And I say to the church today that it's time for us to get down to business to what it is that God is doing in the earth and to be mindful that Jesus is coming soon. Now I've been hearing that since I was a child. I'm hoping it happens in my day, but if it doesn't, it's still going to happen, church. He's still going to come. And as we see the things processing, we know that it's getting nearer and nearer to the coming of the Lord if we read the Word of God. So the message came to my heart and I when I was in devotions in First Peter two twenty four and it says Jesus, his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness. And I thought about that. I thought about his own self, his own body. Today, everybody wants to own their own bodies and their own lives. But you know what? We are the sheep of his pasture. It is he that hath made us. Psalm 100 says it is... He is God and it is he that has made us and he has made us with purpose and he's made us all different. He's made us all kinds of different uh, attitudes and all kinds of different characteristics. He has made us and we are his. This is not a revelation to the church. Everyone here knows that you belong to God. But let's think about that. When Jesus gave his own self upon the tree, and his own body. Are are we willing in this day and age to give our own self, everything about us, our own body? Are we willing to suffer the cause of the kingdom? And I believe that that's what's happening in our world today. Psalm 100 says, Know ye not that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. And we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. I'm sure that you can quote that passage of Scripture today. But this is where we are in life today, that everyone feels that they own themselves, but we are owned by the Lord Jesus Christ. We are owned by God. Somehow our society thinks that it's their own body. They can do with it what they choose. They can go against the laws of God. They can call they can call in it, call their body, whatever they want to call it. They can do with it what they want to do with it. Church, this is a sign that we're coming to the close of the time when Jesus is going to come. When humanity breaks the laws of God to the point where they do it in their own body, in their own life, They transgress against Jesus who gave his own self upon the cross for us. So Romans 1 30 says that this is what's happening in our society today. This is a picture of our society, haters of God, despite disrespectful, proud, boosters. Now listen to this in Romans 1:30. It says, "inventors of evil things." If there is ever a day that there has been invention of evil things, and especially to the body, especially to what Jesus owns and God owns it you know this is where we are inventors of evil things this is the word of God disobedient to parents that is rampant all over the place without understanding without natural affection implacable which means relentless and unstoppable i mean this is not a negative message this is a wake up call that the church of Jesus Christ we need to be alerted to these very things that the Word of God talks about is happening in our society. It says, unmerciful, and God gave them over to their vile affliction. Did you ever just wonder when you look at the things that's transpiring today, did you ever just wonder, well, how, how can that be? How, how, how can they do that? How, how can this happen in our day? Well, the Bible says God gave them over to their afflictions. They gave them over to their naturalness because that is the sign of the close of time. Now, Second Timothy 3, 2, and 5 says, For men shall be lovers of them own selves, covetousness, blasphemers, unthankful, unholy. I'm going to get to good stuff in just a minute. Uh, uh, Without natural affection, despisers of those that are good, traitors, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. This is not preached in the pulpits much today, church. You know, But we are in a time in our society when the church of Jesus Christ must rise to the occasion, to prayer, to supplication, and to be mindful that the coming of the Lord is nigh. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if he doesn't come today. He might come today. But if he doesn't come today, he's going to come. And he's going to come by, by the grave or by rapture, but he's going to come. And we all face those days that we need to make preparation for what God wants to do in our lives. When I read that, that it says his own self, he gave upon the tree, his own body for me. And I thought today how everyone wants to own, not everyone, but the world wants to own their bodies. They want to, to you know, disgrate them, disagrate them, you know, and do whatever they want with them. And the unnatural affection that is in our society today, surely in the Old Testament when that arose, God burned up the whole city, burned up the whole place, and fire is on its way, church. And we are, the, we are the people of God. And we need to be breathing out the message of salvation because the hour is late and Jesus is coming soon. Why is this the message today? Because we need to be reminded, you know, that the mark of time is at hand. You know, it's, it, we, we go to church, we worship God, we believe in God, we trust God, we're Christians. But sometimes we get caught up in the things of this world and time elapses and we forget to, re- to lift up our heads because our redemption draws nigh. And so the message today is about that. It's about approving ourselves unto God, being worthy to be called a Christian, being at business for the kingdom of God. Yes, we have failures. Yes, we have faults. Yes, we have those things but knowing them and si- and speaking them and coming against them and striving to be better for the kingdom of God. We cannot have a form of godliness. We must believe in God and we must trust God with all of our heart and our own bodies and our own lives. Probably most of you can quote Psalm 100, but it came over and over and over in my spirit, you know, that it is he that hath made us. If he made us the way we are, how in the world can our world change what uh, he has made? And they are doing that because there is evil inventions in our society today. I know this is not a new revelation to the body of Christ, but I want us to be alert of what is happening and how God is moving in the hearts and the lives of his people while they become more wicked, we need to become more holy. While they become more gross out there, we need to become more sacred and more responsible to God. And I know that you do, but it is the hour to think on these things. In Second Corinthians four nine, it says there's trouble on every side. It says there's distressing, there's perplexity, there's persecution, and there's those that are being cast down. This is the word of the Lord this morning. But there's a key there. It says that always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Christ might be made manifest in our body. Let us consider these things this morning. When we suffer things, we can identify with the Lord in a small way, in a small way. But it says that we always need to be mindful of the suffering of Christ. When we go through a suffering process, we go through a hardship, a heartache, we go through a difficulty, we go through a temptation, a distress. When we go through those things, we need to know that we can identify because there is a dying of Christ in our life because he gave his body that we might overcome the suffering and the temptations that's in our world today. And I tell you something, the enemy is out to come against the Christians, the body of Christ. He would harm us if he could. But thank God for the blood of Jesus that covers us. And as we look at this, we, we understand that we are not troubled on every side. We are not distressed. We are not perplexed. Because for every one of those negative things, there is a positive thing in the Word of God. And that's the key. That Christ died for us with his own body. That our own body, even in its suffering can identify with the Lord Jesus Christ. I've often mused on this passage of Scripture that that says the dying of the Lord and the life of Christ is in us. I've mused on that over and over for years. And today I see something that I've never seen before, that it is with the identity of Christ's suffering. It is giving our own life, our own body, our own spirit, our own sacrifice, whatever it is that we own, unto the Lord Jesus Christ and submitting ourselves to him and coming under the power and the anointing of his presence. We cannot say we are Christians and go our own way and own our own body and do our own thing. We can only do what the word of God has caused us to understand and to do. I've often mused on this, the body of the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ, that the life of Christ might be made manifest in our body. It's how we handle our crisis. It's how we handle our temptations. It's how we deal with the works of darkness that come against us. It's how we become a witness of Christ. Let us desire the approval of the Lord. And I'm going to show you in Scripture that God tells us that. It, 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 the Bible says to approve ourselves unto him, a minister unto God. And and Paul wrote this in, Philippi, in Philippians 3.10. He says, that I might know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. I thought about all the suffering this year in the body of Christ. The things that the people have suffered, the Christians that have suffered this year in all of this illness and this sickness and all the corrupted things that's going on in our world do this don't do that do this don't do that how do we know you know we're listening to other voices but i tell you something there's only one voice and it's the voice of god and he said and he says that he wants us to identify with him in our sufferings and thank god that we can own our own bodies and be disciplined to do that second timothy two twelve says if we suffer with him, we shall also reign with him. Yea, and all that will be godly in Christ shall suffer persecution. This has been a year of a type of persecution of the enemy. He has tried to persecute the body of God's people. This is revelation. You see what I'm saying, church? The enemy has attempted to. To persecute the bodies of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because Jesus gave his own self for us. And so the enemy is attempting to harass our bodies with sickness and illness. And you know what we can do in the midst of that is give thanks unto God that we can suffer with him for the cause of the kingdom of God. You say, is that for the cause of the kingdom of God? Well, it's how we handle it. It's how we deal with it. It's how we witness of his mercy and his grace in all that happens to us. That I might know him in the power of his resurrection. Well, and in the fellowship of his sufferings. This is where we are, church. We're going through periods of sufferings and we can identify with him. This is a sign that the coming of the Lord is nigh. As we approve ourselves, approve to be accepted of the Lord, approve to be accepted of his word, to be accepted of his will. If we're born again believing Christians, we cannot do our own thing in our own bodies. We have to submit ourselves unto the Lord, you know, a sacrifice unto him. God is calling for sacrifice today. And we can demonstrate our love and our grace by sacrificing unto him. 2 Corinthians 6, 4, and 9. This is the text for the message today. It says, In all things. Do you see that? All things. That means all the things that happen, good things, bad things, in between things. All things approving ourselves as the ministers of God in patience, affliction, necessities, Distresses, stripes, imprisonment, turmoils, labors, and fastings. You read that in the devotional this morning. Now, notice this passage of scripture. In all things, approve ourselves as ministers. There's so much praise going to leadership today. You know, we're all ministers unto God. That's what the word of God says. You know you might not be in the pulpit but you're still a minister unto God your life ministers the presence of Christ wherever you go whatever you do in your attitudes in your in your sufferings whatever, whoever you are you are a minister unto God and when you when you when you when you when you respond appropriately to the hardships and the temptations and the trials and you do not judge, and you do not rail against God, but you place yourself on on the hands of God, then you minister unto God because you are loving that Jesus in his own body died for you on the cross, and you are willing to suffer in your body for the cause of the kingdom of God. In all things have proven ourselves as ministers to God. It's not about if anybody else is looking on. It's not about if anybody else accepts us. It's about if Christ accepts us. If we would stop trying to be so perfect toward others and see that we're perfect toward Christ, then we will glorify the kingdom of God because we're ministers to God. You know, God goes with us everywhere we go. God knows everything. God knows our heart. He doesn't care about the outward appearance. He cares about what is in our heart because when it is right in our heart, it appears on the outside. Because whatever is on inside comes out. So he says that he wants us to approve ourselves unto God. And we can prove ourselves with patience. Oh, Jesus, help me. We can prove ourselves with patience. I tried that. And I failed this week. I mean, I just sat at the stoplight and I just want to run that light. I have no patience for those three minutes. I know that God is talking about much more powerful patience than a red light. But he's talking about patience to wait for the kingdom of God. Patience to wait in our suffering. Patience to, to trust him in the turmoil that goes on. Patience to trust him in the lack. Patience to trust him because he's on schedule for your life. And it says, in much afflictions. Afflictions can be illness, but it can also be afflictions. It can also be strife. It can also be unrest. It can also be uh, troubled with family, troubled with children. It can, it can be many, many things. Afflictions are something that afflicts you and causes you unrest. In necessities, all the things that are necessary. It's necessary to work. If you're not a senior and retired, it's necessary. And probably if you are, it's still necessary. But there are many necessities in life that, that uh, stretch our patience and, and stretch us in affliction the necessities and that's probably a much more powerful meaning than I'm giving you today but in and then it says in distresses there's this distress in our society today that is driving people to do excessive things that they would never do but the distress is driving them into dis, disarray and it does not it does not miss the christian Christians feel distressed, just like everything else. The Bible says, in distress, but not cast down, you know. So, you know, those are the things that we have to see the power of God in. And it says that also in their stripes, well, you know, nobody's beaten you, I hope. If they are, let's, let's get them. But. But there is, there's, there's stripes. It means it, it's something that is buffeting you. Something that's striking at your life. The enemy is striking at our life. He's striking us at every corner, at everything. You know, we, we, unless we walk in the spirit perpetually, we'll be caught in some of these little idiosyncrasies that drain out the power and the anointing of God. But I tell you something, God has a strength for the one who will commit their soul, their spirit, and their body to Jesus Christ. And, you know, it's, it's in the body where the devil harasses us. That's where he gives us pain. That's where he tempts us. That's where he messes with our life. And the reason is because Jesus gave his own self. And God wants us to give our own self in, in, in Christianity to Christ. So it's so important, Church. I I know that it's difficult, but it also in imprisonment. You know, some it can mean in prison, but sometimes the enemy imprisons us, makes us feel uh, less important, makes us feel unworthy, and and sometimes he tries to incarcerate us and 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 drive us away. From the body of Christ that's what's happening in this year that the Bible says forsake not the assembling of yourselves together and the very first thing the enemy tried to do was to divide and conquer the body of Christ get us apart so that we're not strong because we're stronger when we're together and we're weaker when we're by ourselves and so the enemy started to bring division right there But you know, God is faithful and He has stood, we have stood the test of time and, and we're, we're still here, we're still worshiping God. So we have not allowed there to be an incarceration from the power and the presence of God and from His house because there's something special in His house. There's something special when the body comes together and somebody pats you on the back and somebody smiles at you or somebody gives you a hug. God forbid that you would give a germ, but you know. Uh, There's something wonderful about sharing with one another the glory and the power and the presence of God. And the enemy is working overtime to divide the body of Christ. There's more people watching television today, this morning in church, than is in the house of God. And God wants us to come together when we can. And there's turmoil. There's laborers. And there's fasting. There's all these things. But look at verse 6. This is how we do it. By knowledge. By having the knowledge of God. By long-suffering, which is a fruit of the Spirit. By kindness. By the Holy Ghost. Somebody says, I just can't make it. Well, you need more of the Holy Ghost. We need the Holy Ghost in power. I don't care if you speak in tongues or you don't speak in tongues. You still need the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is prominent when you come to salvation. The Holy Spirit comes and surrounds you. And there's just more. If you want more, you can get as much as you want from the power of the Holy Spirit. But we all need the abiding presence of the Holy Spirit in our life. And so it will help us. The Holy Spirit will help us. And verse 7 says, by the word of truth, what is the truth today? Do you know the truth? You 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 depends on if you watch CNN or you watch Fox or you watch this. You know, I don't know. You have to search for the truth. There's one place where you can find it, and that is in the Word of God. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He says, "I change not." Thank you, Jesus. So, by the Word of Truth, I'm I'm in Second Corinthians six, seven. By the Word of Truth by the power of God. Church, the enemy has tried to afflict the church to make it anemic to 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 uh, relieve us of the power of God. I I grieve over this brother that we prayed for and he says it didn't work and and you know that we need to have a Holy Ghost power and it's available if the church of Jesus Christ will rise to the occasion. And understand that we are ministers of God. We are not our own. We belong to him. And he's first. After that, you can have all the pleasures, the football game and everything. But first, him. First, him. It says that by truth, by the power of God, in the armor of righteousness. Well, nobody is righteous. Only Christ is righteous. But righteousness means to do the right thing. What is the right thing? What is the right thing in this hour of pandemonium? What, what is the right thing? The right thing is to seek God with your whole heart, to change from anything that dis, 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 dis drives you away from the power and the presence of God, to seek him with all of your heart to make changes, that you will be stronger and more powerful in God. We need to do the right thing on the right hand and on the left. I I smile at that because on the right hand I try to do it and on the left hand I might try to sneak by. But you cannot do that, church. It's the right hand and the left hand. That means it's total. There's no sneaking around. There's no deceiving around. God says it in his word. God help me and help us. And I like verse nine. It says, "As unknown, sometimes we feel like we're just, you know, unknown. But we're well known as the dying. And behold, as we live, as chastened and not killed. You know, what chastened means? It means many things, but basically, it means disciplined. We are disciplined." To come to God's house. We're disciplined to pay our tithes. We're disciplined to worship Him. We're disciplined in our actions. We're disciplined in our motives. We're disciplined in how we treat each other. Oh, God has given us so many opportunities to be holy. Can I say it again? He's giving us so many opportunities to be what he wants us to be. It's so hard, you know, to serve. It, it, it isn't hard to believe in Jesus. It's not hard to have salvation, but it's difficult to push against the powers of darkness continually. And that is our job today, church, because Jesus is coming. And I remember as a child, that's all they ever said. I was always looking for Jesus. When I went to church, I thought he might be there, you know, as a child. But today they don't talk about it much. And yet the time of his coming is closer than it's ever been. This is a day that we see in our own society the conflict with the word of God, the conflict with God's laws. When he in his own body gave himself, and we today, our society thinks they can do whatever they want with their own body. They can desecrate it. They can call it something that it isn't. And they can live unto their own fleshly ways. Jesus is coming. He's coming very soon. But, church, we have promises. I've said all the negative things this morning. But we have promises. Romans 8, 26. And I know you know this. The Spirit helpeth our infirmities. So therefore we must have infirmities if the Spirit is helping us. So thank God for His Spirit. And when you feel temptation and when you feel tried and when you uh feel sick and when you hear an evil report and when you see these things coming upon the earth then just say Lord I know that you will help my infirmity the word of God says that spirit help us our infirmities and we know we don't know how to pray how do you pray against a, a teacher teaching a teacher that's teaching your children that is a is of the same-sex marriage how 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 do we deal with that today You know, I, I think about myself as a, as a parent and I'm thinking if that happened in my day with my little girls, I, I would have been, I'm sorry, belligerent. I would have been bad. You know, how is that happening in our society today and how are we as Christians dealing with that? Because we send our children to school for six, seven hours and they're in the presence of that evil stuff for all that time just to learn arithmetic, reading, whatever. This is the day that the coming of the Lord is drawing nigh. And so the promise is that he helpeth our infirmities, that when we don't know how to pray, that we just pray in the Spirit or we just groan in the Spirit or we just lay before him and say, God, I don't know how to handle this, but I know that you do and i i i I pray, and I intercede for for our people and for our children and for our society and for our world, because all of this humanity belongs unto you, and yet it has gone so far astray that it would manipulate your own words and change the laws of God. They tried it in the Old Testament, and God's punishment was severe. And in the New Testament, we come under the, the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And we also come under the power of the principality of the powers that's in this world. And that is our warfare. That we have warfare against the principalities and powers. But when we would do bad, we know that we're in a war with the works of darkness. That he helps our infirmities. That when we don't know how to pray, he will pray through us. And he searches the heart, and he knows our mind. You know sometimes we can't there's things that are in our life that we just cannot share with anyone. We have people that we love, but we cannot share them. There's just those things that, that, are, that are so private and so so quiet in us. but you know what? He knows our mind. He knows our heart. He knows what's going on, and, and we, he helps our infirmities. And church infirmities doesn't mean you're just crippled. It means that the enemy is trying to sway you from the righteousness of God. And he knows that he he helps us our infirmities. He knows what's in our heart and our mind. And you know what? He prays for us. And I tell you something. When you begin to seek God, when you say, Holy Spirit, help me. And he begins to help you. The intercession goes before the throne of God. And I tell you, there are things that would have transpired in our life that would have been horrendous, but the Holy Spirit was there between us and those temptations and those trials. But God is calling for his people to come out from among the world and separate themselves and be a holy people and be a people who will give their own life, their own body, their own self, for the cause of the kingdom of God. 2 Corinthians 1.3 says, Our Father God, He is a Father of mercy. He is a God of comfort. This is a promise. He will comfort you in your stress. He will comfort you in your anxiety. He will comfort you in your illness. He will comfort you in your financial difficulties. He will comfort you. And I can tell you as a truth and as a testimony that all my life, to this point, I have worked hardly for nothing until I came to this church and this church began to bless me. But you know what? My end is better than my beginning because God has seen me through. God has done marvelous for me. When I came here, there was only 12 and they gave me $100 and I had two daughters And one was going to college, and that was my income. And where would it come from? Because the God of all comfort will meet your needs, and he will see you through. I can't even tell you how he did it, but he did it. They got through college. They got grown. They didn't starve. As you can see, we look real healthy. God is for us, and no weapon that's formed against us will prosper. I tell the church today that we are at this point in Christianity, in Romans 8, it says, creation groaneth and travaileth in pain. That's where we are today. There's a groaning in our spirit and a travailing in our spirit for the goodness of God. 1 Peter 4, 1, For as much then as Christ hath suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise. Can I read it again? For as much then as Christ hath suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind, for he that hath suffered in the flesh hath ceased from sin. It's important, church morning I want to close with Hebrews 10 there is a negativeness in our society today but there's also the positiveness which is God, the Holy Spirit the Bible says the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit and over this year I've preached how they all dwell in us and he comforts us he intercedes for us. And if we suffer, we suffer with him. And that's something that we have to come to grips with. How do we handle the hardships of our life? Hebrews ten twenty four. Jesus gave his life, his body, his all that we might have life and have it more abundantly, that we are created by God. We belong to God. Sometimes I say that. I say, God, I'm yours, but I'm not worthy. I say it a lot. We're not worthy to be his, but we are his. He created us. So it says here, let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. That's why we come together in the house of God, to love one another, to provoke one another, to to enter into worship together together. As a corporate structure, then there's more power when we're together. So let us provoke unto another and not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Well, that's not what you're doing. You're here today, and I'm happy that you're here. And 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 we can be, we can be full of hope, even in a society and even in a year. They get up on TV and they talk about how bad the year was, and I said, well, they don't have Jesus. Because even though it's bad, it's good because Jesus has walked with us. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. He said, you might feel forsaken, but you're not cast down. You might feel everything is against you, but you are the body of Christ. And he dwells in you and the dying of Christ is in us and the suffering is there. And I tell the church this today, that he wants us to approve ourselves. He says, to approve ourselves as ministers of God. And I think if the body of Christ would rise in strength and power and realize that we must not, I don't, you don't have to approve yourselves to me. You don't have to approve yourselves to some friend, but you have to approve yourselves unto God. You have to say, God, is this okay with you? God, does this bless you? God help me. I know this doesn't bless you. Would you help me in this temptation? Would you help me in this crisis? Because I tell you something church Jesus is coming soon and those that say they're Christian but do not have a godliness in their life is not going to make it. One one. Uh, when we come to Christ there is there is there. God respect, expects us to give ourselves totally to Him. Does that mean we can't go to a ball game? No, that doesn't mean that. But it means that we honor Him with first and foremost in our life, and then the things of this earth that He gives us pleasure in glorifies Him, and not the things of this world. Remember that your body is not yours; it belongs to God. So what are we doing with it? Let us glorify him in our body, our soul, and our mind, because we belong to him. Thank you, Jesus, for the power of your word today. Lord, we want to be approved unto you. We want to be available to you, Father. God, help us. Help the church of Jesus Christ to rise in power. Lord, help us to soar with righteousness and power and sacredness, oh God in this hour that we see the wickedness that prevails oh God you are greater than the wickedness you are more powerful than the works of darkness we thank you Lord that you are our savior and you are our light and you are the shed blood surrounds us today I plead the blood of Jesus upon this house and upon this congregation and upon all those that belong to us Father God that you would keep them safe That you would help us to honor you in all that we say and we do. And approve ourselves unto you as a minister unto you today. In Jesus name we ask it. Lord I ask that you bless the tithes and the offerings the gifts. Father God we thank you that you have met all the financial needs in this house. During all of this year. Oh God I thank you, thank you, thank you so much.